It is Wednesday, April 26th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. I'm AJ Hoffman. The odds go wild as the NFL draft approaches. And the Celtics fail to put away the Hawks. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. We're preparing for NFL Draft Day. It is tomorrow. Thanks to Trey Young's dagger, the Hawks stave off elimination against the Celtics. And Tampa Bay loses a baseball game at home. What is the Vegas lead, Scott? Well, joining us is the only two-time winner of the Super Contest, an NFL draft bet guru, Mr. Steve Fezzik. So we're going to lead with the NFL draft, AJ, as the first round will be tomorrow night. And yesterday, the odds boards just went bonkers. Uh, Fez, first off, thank you for joining us here. Thank you for talking NFL draft. Last year, you had a really good – actually, you've had a really good – Three years in a row, I'd say, in the NFL draft, right? Yeah, 14-2. and two, Last year, 8-1. and one, But, you know, I wasn't the only one to win in the draft last year. And bookmakers are tired of paying people out <laughs> and getting beat on the draft. And there's several shops in town offering limited or no options, including the South Point, to bet on the draft this year, which is making it a lot more difficult. And the books that do offer bets on the draft here in town, they cut you off. About 24 hours. Like tonight, you'll be cut off from betting the draft, right? 6 p.m. 6 p.m. tonight. Is the dumbest rule ever. Vegas has a rule. 24 hours before the draft starts, no book, even if they wanted to, could book the draft. Mm. you got to wonder if the books didn't, like, wink, wink, nod, nod, you know, to the legislators saying, hey, go ahead and make it, like, a rule that we don't have to go ahead and book these right before <laughs> the draft starts. Well, you know what's going to happen is information is going to come out tonight. The odds on DraftKings is, are going to fluctuate. And the books here in Vegas are going to be sitting back, thankful that they took the bets off the board because they're all going to get they're, oh. they're going to lose. The yeah. books wish that they would ta- they would take them off the board a month ago. Yeah, they hate booking the NFL draft because you can't stay ahead of the information and the odds just move based on any slightest bit of rumor that's out there. Like Chase walking around wearing Cincinnati Bengals sneakers <laughs> on his on his feet. That would. Probably be a tell where he's going to go. Or Will Levis and uh, a Reddit thread. We'll get to that in a couple of minutes. But uh, let's let's talk about the quarterbacks here, AJ. Bryce Young, the overwhelming favorite to go number one in the draft. AJ, is he the number one quarterback on your board? Yeah. Uh, though I am not, I'm not one of these guys who thinks that like Bryce Young is some sort of uh, perfect prospect or slam dunk number one I don't know that any of these guys are guys that I'm like running up with my card saying this is the guy I've got to have number one overall I mean Bryce Young the college player is fantastic and he is a he's a playmaker obviously uh great vision and he's he's gonna keep he's gonna keep plays alive like he he does all all the right things a great person like from all accounts he's like a great uh character guy those are big deals I mean the what you're gonna hear though is the size and that's the deal breaker for everybody otherwise you'd look at his numbers and you'd say okay this is a guy who nine yards per attempt uh 32 touchdowns five picks playing for a pretty good team in Alabama 
what's not to like about this guy. If I tell you his character's great, uh, this is a guy who's been to a national championship game, he's won a Heisman, he's done all these things, why don't you like him? Well, I mean, it's it's not just the height either. Mm-hmm. It's he doesn't have a he doesn't have a body that's made for the NFL. Like you, you've been around NFL athletes, you can tell when a guy is a football player. Like yeah. you, you can tell, like okay, this guy, this isn't a normal size human. Uh, the, and quarterbacks, there's some that are like they're borderline. Like you can be around someone and say oh, maybe that's just a, a big you know a, a big man or maybe it's maybe it's an NFL player. When you see Bryce Young in real life, he doesn't look like you would bet against it. It'd be you you'd say there's no way this guy is a professional football player because his his build is just not that of one. And he looks his body looks like a kid who is still in high school. And uh it, it's the the arm strength is good, not great. Um he He's an effective scrambler, but he's not like a guy who's going to be an explosive Lamar-type runner. Um, I, I don't know that there's – he's smaller than any first-round quarterback's ever been, and so that's really the, what it's going to come What's the to. comparison? Is he Kyler Murray? Is he – I'm talking about body size. Is it Kyler Murray body size? Are we talking – He's smaller uh, than Baker, Kyler Murray. Baker Mayfield? He, imagine if – like, you know how Kyler Murray looks kind of thick? Like he's short. He's got. He's, he's pretty broad as far as his chest goes, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's not Bryce. Like it, imagine Kyler Murray, it, like if he didn't have access to the weight room. That's what Bryce Young looks like. Uh, Doug, so Doug Flutie, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's a good a good comp. Uh, so, it, it, yeah, if that's what you're pulling out is like your comp, it's like ooh, ooh wee. I, I mean, he's small. We saw the picture of him next to Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. He's smaller than Drew Brees. Yeah, yeah, like Drew Drew Brees looks like a giant next to him. <laughs> it, 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 so. That's going to be the big question. He does he does a lot of things really well and he's a guy who I'd love I'd love to take a chance on as a, as a quarterback, but I don't know that I'm willing to like you know, risk everything for the guy. I I'm certainly I don't know if I, the Carolina Panthers were right to trade up mm-hmm. everything that they traded up to get him. Uh, if that is indeed who they're looking for. Are you sold, though, that he will be the number one overall pick? And, Fez, you, you can answer that question as well. I mean, we had Jay Glazer uh, going on the Dan Lebitard show last week and and say that Bryce Young's going to be the number one pick. It seems like every sports book is still maintaining Bryce Young as the number one overall pick. He's minus 800 in some books. Which is down, by the way. Yeah. Well, what, we'll, what, we'll talk about some of the line movement. What but, book can I get a minus 800? DraftKings. DraftKings, mm-hmm. that's a real number? Yeah, minus 800. What's Levis? Plus 400. Okay. So here's here's why I say yes. I don't think Bryce Young is the best player in this draft. That's not – I don't think it's even close, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But – Is he the best quarterback? That's the assumption the is a quarterback is goes quarterback? number one, and he is – he's the only quarterback of these four that if you take him and he fails, you don't look like a dope. Like, at least with Bryce Young, people will say, you know what? Everybody thought he was going to be the guy. Mm-hmm. The other three quarterbacks that are even talked about as high first-round guys, there's there's enough people off to the side going, this guy's got no chance to be good. Mm-hmm. That if you take him, you're going against such a group, a large group of people, that if he fails, people are going to say, how could you, how could you have not seen that? 
Like, there's not a big group of people saying Bryce Young can't play in the NFL. Yeah. There's the size doubters, certainly, but the size doubters doubted Russell Wilson, size doubters doubted Kyler Murray. Not that those two guys are top five quarterbacks, but they, they've at least been serviceable NFL players. If you take Anthony Richardson, the downside of Anthony Richardson is Blake Bortles. Like, that's what Anthony Richardson could turn out to be. And then it's Oh, he like, could be a lot worse than Blake Bortles. You know what? You're right. Blake Bortles stuck around the league for for many years. But he could be a he could be a non-rosterable player in three years. There there's no world where Bryce Young can be that. Like Bryce Young in a in a worst case scenario, Bryce Young ends up being like a really a really good backup quarterback in the mm-hmm. league, which obviously you don't want to take it number one overall. There is a chance that he's gonna miss. But I, I think Bryce Young is is as close as you can get to a solid number one pick here if, if you're going to pick What's a so interesting about Bryce Young being locked into the number one overall pick is that there's no information that is actually out there besides, I guess you could say, Jay Glazer saying it. But what everyone is going off of is the fact that Bryce Young canceled his remaining visits after mm-hmm. meeting with the Panthers, sure. which you can just assume – you never want to assume – but if a guy just cancels his meetings, he's probably been told, we are taking you. So no need to go meet with anybody else. But I've read reports that say that the coaching staff actually wants C.J. Stroud. But the owner's getting involved, and he well, wants Bryce Young. Remember back to the day that the Carolina Panthers traded with the Bears to get this pick? Mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud flipped to the favorite to yes. be the number one pick. yes. And like it was a slow burn to get Bryce Young back to being a favorite because Bryce Young was favored. Panthers get the pick. C.J. Stroud instantly favored. So the word was Panthers want C.J. Stroud. And something over the course of this process, it, it may be ownership. I, I don't know exactly. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm not in, inside the building there at Carolina to talk about it. But something's changed. And now there's somebody there saying, no, Bryce Young's our guy. And this happens a lot. Like, it happens a lot that a coach says, this is the guy I want, and a GM says, this is the guy I want, and the owner decides, okay, I'm the tiebreaker. This is the guy who's better for my franchise. I don't think there's any doubt Bryce Young is better for a franchise than any of these other guys. I like, think this this cognitive test thing, this is a big deal. Mm, oh, CJ Stroud scored, yeah. It, it, would, it would not have been a big deal if Bryce Young, who scored very well, right, in the 90th percentile, yeah. It wouldn't be a big deal if C.J. Stroud scored in the 44th percentile, but the fact he's in the bottom 20% of, of, the, of the quick cognitive reasoning, which apparently baseball players do very well with. So you have to make split-second decisions, and guys like Burrow have done very well with this. Yeah. That, that, that bottom, Bryce Young had the highest score, 98%. So that bottom, you know, top 2% versus bottom 20%, my goodness, if I'm the owner— I literally am like, and I know nothing. I'm like, we're not taking the bottom 20% guy. We're going to take the top 2% guy. And this is the, like, when you talk about that that test, it really answers the question because people will say about Bryce Young, well, of course he's good. Look at what's around him. Okay, and I, and I get that argument, but with C.J. Stroud, you could argue he's had just as good a weapons around him as Bryce Young had in his career. It's a good point. So at the next level, when you take if you don't have the best guys on the field at wide receiver mm-hmm. and running back and offensive line, how do you process things? The the upside of Bryce Young becomes much higher when you take yeah. away all the bells and whistles around him because the truth is Stroud is so polished as a passer 
I mean, he, if you said who's the best passer of these four guys, like if you said they're all robots and none of them have to like think about a play or any, like it's just how well can they throw the ball, how accurately. CJ Stroud's the best. Yeah. But there's Siri, and he, he's not the most athletic. Uh, and he is he is not apparently the best. I don't want to say not the smartest because it, who knows how this test measures. But relative to the other three guys, he struggled in the in the testing that 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 says how how NFL ready this guy is. So this this test replaced the Wonderlick. So the Wonderlick is gone. This is now the, it's called the S two cognition test, and it has nine different parts and the measurements in each section. They measure a quarterback's ability to track multiple objects, make complex decisions, and filter through if-then scenarios with different scenarios, basically the ability to improvise. And so you want to compare recent scores of this test. Brock Purdy was in the mid-90s. Yeah. And we've seen Brock Purdy once he got on the field. Pretty smart guy. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Also in the mid nineties. And that's where we have Bryce Young in the high nineties. Whereas CJ Stroud, eighteen percent the lowest of anybody. Yeah. It's it's gonna be tough for him. Hey, some guys just don't take tests well. I mean, this could have nothing to do with his football ability. Some guys are just bad test takers. But here's the here's the other thing that works against Stroud, in my opinion, and and I watched some film of him uh, last week. And it is there are plays where you can tell before the snap is taken, he already yeah, has decided where, where the ball is going. Ball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And boy, that will never ever work in the NFL. So when yeah, you- the biggest thing is, and I remember this is when Zach Wilson. <laughs> maybe it's a bad example, but uh, during the uh, green and white scrimmage, his rookie season, threw a horrendous interception because he literally just did not see. The coverage. And when the media asked him about it, he said, it's what practice is for. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to work through these things. And I'm seeing things for the first time. And so that's what practice is for. I'm getting it out of the way. Now I know I'm not going to make that throw. Well, it turns out he made that throw multiple times when he actually stepped on the field during a regular season game. But that's the difference, a big difference between the pros and college is that coverages are disguised you will see things in the nfl that you've never seen before and if you don't have the ability to recognize quickly and adapt you are not going to be successful immediately in this league you know these guys are mic'd up in the xfl and i can't tell you how many times the quarterbacks mic'd up and literally jack Cohn, as he's releasing the ball he's like oh no because <laughs> he sees it but it's yes. too late yeah he sees it. He sees the window closing. And, uh, <laughs> and I think it's important to note that, like, this year is a real – like, this group of quarterbacks, it's really telling when it comes to how much the league has changed. Mm-hmm. Because if you go back 15, 20 years ago, there's no, there's no discussion or debate. C.J. Stroud is the number one pick in the draft. Because in that time when quarterbacks didn't really scramble – uh, there, I mean, there were certainly a few who did. I beg to differ. If we're going back 15 years, Will Levis is the number one overall pick in the draft. I agree with that. Joe Flacco. That's Will Levis. I mean, this is what happens. Like these guys. CJ Stroud is Matt Ryan. I, I get it. Like, and Matt Ryan was a better prospect than Joe Flacco because he 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 was a more accurate passer. Like Will Levis is too inaccurate even 15 years ago to be looked mm-hmm. at as the number one overall pick. You, you know, I like he's got some Lam- he's got some Lamar Jackson level college throws. I, like, I, 
I think we need to back up. Are we, are do we are we really handicapping how good these guys are going to be, or do all we care about is where they're going? I think we're right now talking about. I mean, I guess the discussion of why are. why you would take them win. Yeah, yeah. I, I I guess. Yeah, I guess I disagree. All I care, I don't care. I, all I care about is, of like, course, Fez only cares about so, how can I so bet. Then it. Fez, how yeah, you, I, I then do, well, that's well, that's because we got all year to talk, like their whole careers to talk about. So how do you their handle, impact? How do you handle this Will Levis scenario? And for those who are not aware, Will Levis, who is the Kentucky quarterback that people were saying has all the intangibles and physical abilities of an NFL quarterback, but he's still behind guys like Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, even way behind the athleticism level of someone like Anthony Richardson, a Reddit post goes up. Random Reddit post. I don't even know what Reddit is. It's just an online platform where people share stuff. And it says Will Levis is currently plus 4,000 to be the first overall pick. Well, ladies and gentlemen, he's telling friends and family Carolina will, in fact, take him on Thursday. You're welcome. And all of a sudden, people flocked can to we bet call, Will Levis. Can we call Will Le- Levis's dad and ask him if that's accurate? <laughs> this is what's so wild because— and and Reddit, by the way, has had a history of doing things like this, right? Uh, let's just look no further than GameStop and AMC, right? The, the the manipulation of the market, which was from Reddit. That's where it started. And by the way, this person on Reddit wasn't like somebody that was known. No, or not, like a, any, not a breaking news. This it's was just, his yeah. second post yeah. in the history of his account. Yeah. And the first one was about Batman. <laughs> But so he was like, just Although showed up. He, he was right. He said Robert Pattinson's going to be the next Batman. That's true. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess he's got it, man. We've he's got, got the inside scoop. We've got to give it to him. But mm. anyway, Will Levis now, the, 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 the sports books all of a sudden are taking bet after bet after bet. And because of that, Fez, they naturally have to move the odds. Of course. So, like, for example, BetMGM last week, Will Levis was off the board to be the number one overall pick. Then all of a sudden... They have to put him back on the board at 14 to 1. And then, as of this morning, they push him to 5 to 1. DraftKings has him at 4 to 1 right now to be the number one overall pick. We've seen. But, but we can't bet. He, we can't bet no. Well, I guess you, you could say, you know what? Actually, we can bet no because a, a Bryce Young is essentially a no bet because there's no other, there's nobody else that can go one. Correct. So. That would be the bet. It would be if the no. So you're saying right now DraftKings has Will Levis at plus 400, Bryce Young at minus 800. So that's essentially me saying, will, Levi, will, will, will Levis be the number one overall pick? Yes, plus 400, no, minus 800. Well, four to one seems like a god-awful bad bet to me. So minus 800 has to be a good bet, well, in my I, of opinion. Of course, I think it's a bad bet. but So minus 800 is a good bet. I would agree with that. But didn't we see this happen last year where Trayvon Walker, something leaked that he was going to be the number one overall pick when no one thought leading up to the draft that he was the number one overall pick? It was Aiden Hutchinson all the way. All the way. And he was plus 200 about a week before the draft, goes to, goes to minus 160 and then minus 250 right around this time. Yeah, but he wasn't 40 to 1 with two days to go. That's the thing. That's the difference. <laughs> he with was this in Will the Levis. ballpark. Levis went from, he was at 60 to 1 on FanDuel and then went to 6 to 1. I just, I just can't believe that if this was the case, if he was in serious consideration mm-hmm. to be number one, that nobody was aware of it. 
that this was that, that, that this was the best kept secret in the world. Now let me throw you out a crazy scenario. Hypothetically speaking, all that post said was that Carolina was taking him. It did not say where. What if the Panthers trade out of the number one overall I, pick? I mean, you don't trade everything that they traded to get into the number one pick and then t- turn around and trade out. That just seems odd. Kevin Costner did it in draft day. I mean, yeah. yeah. No, he kept the one. <laughs> oh, he, he kept, kept the one. one. Yeah, Vontae Mack, no matter what. Yes. You know, well, that's what happens when people don't go to the quarterback's birthday party. I think he traded the six. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it would blow my mind if Carolina did that. Like, but, it, it's it's almost unfathomable. But if people are flocking to the sports books because of a random rumor, the rumor didn't say that he was going number one. The rumor just said he's been mm-hmm. telling family that Carolina's taking him. That's I'm, all it said. I'm comfortable saying the guy on Reddit is full of shit. I would agree with that. Uh, like, but then again, last year I thought people were full of shit with Trayvon Walker. But they, there was a different. Trayvon Walker went, by this time last week was a, like a, a pretty heavy favorite to be number one overall. Yes, like, he wasn't. He wasn't forty to one, and then now four to one. Right, he was already a minus what two fifty, no, no, three hundred. He, he was plus two hundred, plus two fifty. By this time, I don't think so. By this time, he shot down to minus one sixty. I'm talking about this week though, the first, the week of the draft. Right, started the so weekend. he's favored. Yes, he was favored to be the like Will Levis isn't favored to be the number one pick. If if there was information out there that will like real information mm-hmm. that Will Levis was going to be number one, and RJ's talked about this before. This is one of the 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 events the rare events in sports betting that are super information-driven. And, I mean, Fez has talked about why sports books don't really want to take bets on this. And when there's real information, it's, it's a one-way freight train of cash. It doesn't reverse or stop. Uh, examples today, uh, Paris Johnson got bombed, okay? And, and, and everybody's betting on him to go early. It doesn't stop. It just the vid goes from 180 to 220 to 280, et cetera. Well, all of this uh, Levis optimism stopped. You know, after about an hour. So I, I'm inclined to agree with you, AJ. I think it's just a complete um, uh, wild goose. If chase. you had to make a bet right now on a Will Levis over under, number consensus four and a half. Oh, I'd go under four and a half. I go under four and a half. You'd too. go under four and a half. I yep. think the steam is real on Levis to go, but he's just not going to go one. So we're talking about the Texans at two. I think he's. A, I think he plays Cardinals, the Indianapolis Colts. Cardinals at three, Colts at four. Well, so the presumption think- is also the Cardinals would love to trade out. Like, there's going to be some team who wants to get ahead of the Colts so they can get Levis or Anthony Richardson let me, or whoever. Let me, let me just go back to what you said about the Indianapolis Colts. So are you telling me right now and telling all of our listeners here that Will Levis will be drafted before C.J. Stroud? I think so. I agree. Wow. I'm telling you that people take that test seriously. Like the the idea that there's four guys and three of them seem like they're pretty smart guys, mm-hmm. and one of them seems like a dope. <laughs> like you don't want to be the the guy that you don't want to be the team that drafts the dopey guy. And it, like Richardson, Levis, both had uh, Richardson had a, a a good score. Levis and Young had great Richardson scores. Richardson was at seventy nine percent. Levis, 93%. Yeah, so Levis and Bryce had great scores. Mm-hmm. Stroud had a terrible score. I, I just don't – I don't know. It, like, and if Stroud had some, like, elite-level athleticism, oh, maybe they overlook it. He doesn't. Like, he, he's, he's not as great he, – he's, like I said, he is a great quarterback prospect for 15 or 20 years ago. He's not a great quarterback prospect in 2023. McKenzie, is that a matchup bet on Circa? Okay, so a matchup bet. Will Levis versus C.J. Stroud. Levis minus 200. Yeah. 
I like I like that. And that's at Circa, Colorado. You can bet that. If we can get there with the snowstorm. I'll get the sled ready, Fez. Let's talk about Anthony Richardson, AJ. What's your take on Anthony Richardson into this draft? And the latest report that we get that we got is that the odds are moving actually against him going earlier. Fez, what are they at right now? Yeah, so currently his over-under is four and a half. Will uh-huh. it be one of the first four selected? It seems very unlikely. Yeah. In fact, if you bet... Yes, that he's going to go in the top four. You're getting paid handsomely around plus 320. If you bet the no at Circa here in Las Vegas, you have to bet no minus 385, 385 to win 100. Yeah, and the latest mock that I saw had him going 11th to the Titans. That's not top four. That's that's far beyond the top four. Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of variance in where he's mocked, and I'm sure... I'm sure every evaluator has a, a massive variance of their opinion of him. He's a he's a hard guy to put a read on. First of all, he's only got 13 starts in his career. And the truth of it is, it wasn't very good. Like, he, he's, he was not a good college football player. He is a guy who has a lot of tools that make scouts excited, makes them drool. But none of what he put on film last year, he's a 54% passer. Right? I mean, this is... He, he runs well. Uh, he's got a crazy arm, but he just couldn't put it together from a football standpoint at Florida. He didn't win games. He, he in fact, lost him some games. He's a guy who, once he makes mistakes, they tend to compound on him. But everybody's looking for that Josh Allen. Everybody's looking for that guy who's got the raw tools, didn't play a lot of ball in college. You just assume, hey, we get him with our coaches – we can turn this guy into the next big thing. It worked with Josh Allen. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys out there, though, a lot of uh, corpses of GMs who took toolsy quarterbacks that they were never able to turn into a football player. And uh, just because this guy has all the weapons doesn't mean he can play ball. And that's what somebody's going to have to decide. Do I want to stake my – basically stake my career – that I can I can turn this guy into the next Josh Allen. So would you, would it be fair to classify Anthony Richardson as boom or bust? One hundred percent. Yeah, like there's like he's either gonna make somebody's job, somebody's gonna get a yes. raise off of this, or somebody's gonna get fired yeah. off of this. Yeah, more likely the latter. Uh, I, I agree think so too. And I, I'll a, a good uh, comp would be when the Ravens moved up and took Lamar Jackson. Now, granted. The Ravens took Lamar Jackson at the very end of round one, which it doesn't feel like quite the investment that you're going to have to make on Anthony Richardson. Uh, but Lamar Jackson was also a much better college football player than Anthony Richardson. Mm-hmm. But it, so it was, I, I see this, it's not a traditional quarterback, but his his weapons are just so outstanding, we can make this work. If Lamar Jackson had been a total failure and the Ravens traded up back into the first round yeah. to get him, People would be like, what the hell were you thinking? Like, that's the situation we're in here. Like, somebody could take Anthony Richardson in, in two or three years. We could be saying, why did they think this guy could play football in the NFL? What about his college film made you think he could play football in the NFL? And if you find a highlight reel of Anthony Richardson, you'll see five or ten plays that you go, wow, that's, that's impressive. No the first game of the year against Utah. The, the the fake the jump pump fake and then yeah the problem that, is, that was his highlight of the year the problem is his highlight film on YouTube is like three and a half minutes the disaster 
reel is like six and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. There's, a, gi- there's a lot more really bad tape of Richardson than there is good. I'll give you a cross-sport comp wrestling. So Hulk Hogan, before he was discovered, <laughs> Arn Anderson was asked to describe it. Terry Bollea. He's like, big kid, looks great. They say, can he wrestle? Arn responded, big kid. Looks great. Yeah. Well, it worked for Hulk Hogan, but you know what? Wrestling's fake and football's real. I was going to say, well, like if you ask wrestling guys what they think of Hulk Hogan, they'll say the truth. Hulk Hogan was a terrible wrestler. He was just marketed really well. So <laughs> maybe Arn maybe Anderson was right all along. Uh, hurt my friends and you big hurt kid. my pride. <laughs> Looks great. <laughs> uh, here's the question that I want to ask. And, Fez, maybe you have a lean. Um, we got Bryce Young. That's one. C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson. That's four. Total quarterbacks drafted in the first round. Four and a half is the total, and the over is actually juiced. So the question is then, the fifth quarterback. Is Hendon Hooker going in the first round? Right now, the markets are saying it's a little bit more likely that he will be. If you are betting this, be aware it's the same thing. So betting... Hooker over under 31 and a half is the same. If you bet under, it's like betting there'll be over four and a half quarterbacks in the first round. So I've seen basically books with the different pricing on these props, and it's the same thing. So grab what's more advantageous to you. The only way there's going to be five quarterbacks in the first round is if Hooker goes 31 or less. So bet accordingly. So right now, I said, I'm looking on DraftKings, you get over four and a half quarterbacks is minus 160, and they have a Hendon Hooker under 31 and a half, minus 155. You save five cents. You save five cents. You save five cents. I mean, and and if you do, there's enough of these type of props that you can find, like, equivalent ways. I'll I'll use the example, like, I like offensive players over 16 and a half. Mm -hmm. They also have defensive players, 14 and a half. There's 31 players. They're not going to draft a kicker. So (laughs) it's the same thing, but... The defensive players under 14 and a half, I can find better VIG on that, like minus yeah. 220. That but if sense. I play offensive players over 16 and a half, same bet. Now I got to lay minus 235. That's actually a really great point. AJ, talk to me about Hendon Hooker. Is he a first round quarterback? Uh, not in my opinion. And I, I mean, you know from the college pod, I love Hendon Hooker yeah. as the college player, but this is a guy who played in an extremely quarterback friendly system in college with like these the, the wide receiver splits that mm-hmm. give you the the quick reads he is a, a really accurate passer he takes care of the football which is ideal here's the downside to Hinn and Hooker he's 25 years old and coming off an injury he's a mobile quarterback coming off an ACL probably won't be available to start the season like do you want Five, five years of a 25-year-old court. Like, is is that an ideal prospect to draft in the first round? My my thought is no. Now, the only reason why I would lean towards yes is because you just mentioned five years. That fifth-year option could be, you know, important to some, right? So maybe there's a team that is willing to maybe trade up into the 30 or 31 range to draft Hendon Hooker. The Raiders are sitting here at 38, right? If you look at the second round. Mm -hmm. Maybe the Raiders move up to 31 and get Hendon Hooker just to make sure they have the fifth-year option. Something like that. It feels to me like the the fifth-year option is less valuable with an older prospect than it is with a younger one. Aren't some of these other guys 24, though? Um. 
Uh, like Bryce Young's not twenty four. Isn't Levis like twenty? Well, yeah, Will Levis is old. Will, yeah. Will Levis is mm. old, but Will Levis also is. And he's going to go one, right? Uh, no, he's not going <laughs> to go. One. Like C.J. Stroud's twenty one. Bryce yeah. Young's twenty one. Like most of these guys are are younger guys. Uh, you know, Richardson's young. Levis is the exception. Uh, but yeah, fair tw- enough. Twenty five is just and and, tech and coming year. off a major injury. Right. Like so, you're not getting year one of Hinden Hooker. Uh, so it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me that this would be a, a first-round target. All right, Fez, one more question here. Running backs over one and a half, minus 205 right now on DraftKings. Is that a bet you would make? Yes, I'm a big follow-the-money type of guy. So I would never, in a zillion years, if you told me a baseball team went from, like, plus 250 and now you got to lay minus 205, do I want to bet that team? Of course not. That's crazy. But – the draft is different, and, and I know that's what the odds were. Going back a week, there was supposed to only be one running back. Yeah, in B. The John draft. Robinson, that's it. Exactly. And if you bet over one half, you could have gotten plus 280. Well, now it's minus 205. You know why? Because there's going to be two running backs in the first Jameer round. Gibbs, everyone's talking about him. Number 28 to the Bengals is where all of these mock drafts have Jameer Gibbs going. And that could be – is that the fit, AJ? I mean, you have a pass-catching running back like Jameer Gibbs in, in that offense? With Joe Burrow? Well, you also have a, a running back in Joe Mixon who can't seem to stay out of trouble. Mm. Uh, but here's the problem. Jameer Gibbs, you mentioned him as a pass catcher. That's the downside to Jameer Gibbs. Like, there's not a world where J- Jameer Gibbs is a three-down back in the NFL. Uh, and it's rare that we see running backs drafted in the first round. You know, it, it's there was zero last year. There was one the year before, there was one the year before that, Najee Harris the year before, and then Clyde Edwards-Alaire the year before that. Like, it's it's been a long time since there were multiple running backs that went in the first round of the NFL draft because that position's just been devalued. Uh, you know, Josh Jacobs was the only running back in the 2019 draft. So the idea that a – I don't want to call him a gadget play guy mm-hmm. because he's more than that, but he's he's a third-down running back – undersized third down running back. Is that a guy that teams are going to use a first round pick on? You could argue a team like Cincinnati is in a position where they could, they could afford some bells and whistles. Uh, but who plays tight end for Cincinnati last year, next year, there's, there's a lot of options for a team like Cincinnati, Buffalo, Cincinnati. These are teams that have picked late the last couple of years who have the core of their roster built. And they're just, they're adding the best available player. Will they think Jameer Gibbs is the best available player to them at 29? It's hard for me to imagine. You know, it's a good point with the tight end, but the the problem is Kincaid and May are probably going to be off the board, and the Bengals aren't going to reach to Washington, so they 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 can't take a tight end. Maybe. Yeah, and uh, you know what's interesting? Tight ends, the over under on DraftKings is flat two, and the over is minus three hundred. You know, I I actually I bet under two and a half for tight ends. But There's I only like, going to be two in the. But first I round. like the over two because it's going to be two. Where it's you, going to be two. It, so you're, it, it you're literally. You're, 90, You're going to push, and you have a chance. 90% of the time, there's going to be two, and 10% of the time, there's going to be three. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, yeah. It's, I think it's more than 90% chance that there's going to be two. Yeah. There's going to be two in the first round. Yes. I think, I think the odds of it being three, obviously, is what you're hoping for. You're hoping that, what is the kid, Darnell uh, Washington. Darnell Washington goes in the first round, which probably not. But, yeah, that's, you know, it's so funny. I'm looking at consensus mock drafts, right? And the consensus out there is the Packers at 13 are taking a tight end. 
Okay, I've seen Dalton Kincaid in most of these mocks. But also at 42, the most selected position for the Green Bay Packers in mock drafts, tight end, <laughs> Darnell Washington. So that's, hmm. <laughs> that's what these experts have. You look at the mock draft popularity chart of the amount of drafts that have, you know, who has, it's like basically they take all these mocks and they compare who has who going where. And if five out of the seven have them taking Darnell Washington at 42, there's your consensus pick. If you know something like that, and I'd, so be, I'd be careful about like believing that anybody's a consensus one, two, three, or four tight end, because a, a lot of different scouts have a lot of different opinions on tight mm-hmm. ends. And you have to remember, tight end isn't like wide receiver, where wide receiver the job is just to catch the ball. Yeah, there's guys like Luke Musgrave out of Oregon State who's got block. as a, an elite blocking mm-hmm. tight end, which could be appealing to certain teams. So. Just because we like Kincaid and, and Mayer are the two guys that you've heard the most of, I've actually seen mock draft, and particularly recently, uh, I've seen mock drafts where one of those guys slips and another guy jumps up ahead of him. So, uh, and I've heard rumors that there may be health issues mm. on uh, on Dalton Kincaid that some teams are are nervous about. Well, I'm going to give you a best bet here, Fez. Well, if you're allowed to bet this, I don't know. But uh, here in Vegas at stations, you can get – so I, I assume you're not allowed. Uh, once a day. Once a day. Once a day. Once a day. So you take your once One a day. trip to the window, I can bet 100,000 things. There you go. One, one trip to the window, go in there, and Packers position of first pick. Packers first round pick, tight end plus 225. Hmm. That terrifies me. Just because We talked yesterday on, the, on this show about Romeo Doves and Christian Watson, that's their one and one a wide mm-hmm, receivers mm-hmm. going into the season. That's they can't feel good about getting a good read of what Jordan Love is if that's the best guys he's got to throw to. Well, you want to follow the money. Tight end yeah. is actually a more of a favorite than wide receiver. All right. Yeah, but it's still one of those nasty, dastardly needle in the haystack bets where there's ten different positions that they can draft and only one of them wins. I don't like those type of bets. Mm, if you look at the, those are the index props, right? I guess the position I, I, of I, position of Packers first bet first. Hey, you can't get a hundred to one if um, if the Bengals choose a quarterback. <laughs> I guess you could, but defensive line or edge is plus one twenty five. Tight end plus two twenty five. That's for the Packers. The Jets, I'm telling you right now, the Jets are taking an offensive lineman. Right now, on on stations, or at stations, offensive lineman, minus 500. Yeah, no thanks. The Jets could just, like, put the wrong name on the card. But you know what? Like, I I think it's 95% that the Jets draft an offensive lineman. Maybe even higher. So, if there was, like, a bridge jumper bet, like, that's probably it for me. Because everything coming out of Florham Park, where the Jets training facility is, is offensive linemen. What's funny is I can just see the the, the news reports. So the Jets select a wide receiver, and then a trade. The Jets trade their third selection for an O lineman. What what is this? The Jets select Joey Porter Jr. cornerback. He's he's expected to be traded. Yeah, it's funny. You know what? I wonder how that's graded. It's graded as the Jets drafted Joey Porter. Yeah. Out so it's traded. It's, it's, if you draft a player and then trade him, it goes as you drafted that player. Yep. By the way, every day Porter's odds get worse and worse. He was 16 and a half. Now he's 19 and a half. Money on the over. 
Porter is not going in the first half of the first round. Yeah. So wow. uh, the the Chargers drafted Eli Manning. Yes. So that that's how it's created. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Fez, thank you. Good luck. I'm sure it's going to be an exciting day as you try and uh, chase the news before your 6 p.m. deadline to place these draft bets. I just hope someone puts on a gas mask and we get to see a video of it. That'll send their odds tumbling. Little Laramie Tunsil joke. What a throwback. Thank you, Fez. All right. Thank you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained, and it could be easy to ignore your social battery and just spread yourself too thin, you know, especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for. Well, do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced? Therapy can give you that self-awareness and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally. Everybody's different in this way. That was a big driver for me when I was in therapy. I got a lot out of it and it's so easy here Give BetterHelp a try if you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this. It's all online. It's as convenient as can be, and it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ, It's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped the board as a sponsor with us, I've been drinking AG1. Because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality. And I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. Eventful night in the NBA on Tuesday. Celtics, once again, fail to seal the deal. What is uh, what is going on, Hawks. man? They were, what was it, 11? Were they 11 and a half point favorites? 13 I, I, point I, favorites. Yeah, they got up. It ran up. Uh, 13 point favorites. I don't know, man. It, like, everyone was saying, oh, well, don't worry. N- nothing, nothing to see here. Every game that they lose... And remember, we talked about this when when you were talking about the gentleman sweep that Philly was going to give the gentleman sweep, and I was like, I don't think so. I think they want to get they want to get some time off in case the Celtics lose a game. Yeah. Well, now the Celtics have lost two games, and it, the days are piling up where Joel Embiid gets to sit, put ice on his knee, rest up, and be ready to go for this Boston Celtics team, assuming Boston gets their head out of their ass sometime in the next two games. <laughs> and beats this crummy Hawks team that was without DeJounte Murray. Like, how do you lose to this team? It's It seems impossible. Do you know that the Celtics loss 
as a 13-point favorite is the first time that they have ever lost a playoff game or since 1990, I should say. They had never lost a playoff game as a double-digit favorite. Wow. Since 1990. It's 2023. Yeah. yeah that's insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trey Young, his 10th career playoff game, 20 points and 10 assists. He also scored 16 points in the fourth quarter. He has 64th quarter points this series. That is the most through the first five games of a playoff series since Kevin Durant in 2011. And the go-ahead three was the second time that a player made a 30-footer go-ahead shot in the final five seconds of either the fourth quarter or overtime in the last 25 years. The other one was when Damian Lillard in 2019 hit the 36-footer to beat the Thunder in game five. Unbelievable. Well, you mentioned them being a 13-point favorite. They actually led by 13 points with six minutes, 10 seconds left to go. Three and a half minutes of game time go by. Two minute, 42 second mark. Tie ball game. What an absolute collapse by the Celtics here. This is, uh, I don't know. I, and I've been a, a I, ha- I won't say I've been a Celtics doubter because I actually thought the Celtics, I, I thought the Celtics and the Sixers were just as good as the Bucs coming into the playoffs. The Bucs are, cl- they're in a whole different, uh, a whole different level of uh-oh than the Celtics are right now, but it doesn't feel like anybody in the East outside of Philadelphia is saying, hey, we want to win this thing. Mm. Uh, so I, I would imagine the Celtics, once the once the Sixers swept, I would have expected the Celtics to get real serious. So them losing this game last night is is very surprising to me. Yeah, and, and now you look at this series, I don't think, I mean, I don't want to, just assume that they're going to win, but I don't think they're going to lose this series. But but now it, it goes back to Atlanta. That's what I'm saying. And, and if they lose, then it's like game seven, anything could happen. Celtics are six-point favorites, though, uh, in this game tomorrow night. Six-point favorites in Atlanta. You comfortable laying it? No. Yeah, right. What, what, have, what have the Celtics shown you in this series that would make you comfortable laying it? You got to think momentum is certainly on the Hawks' side. This would be this would be wild to have the Celtics. Now they weren't up 3-0, so it's not as drastic. But going up 3-1, we know the numbers. It's it's almost yeah. like being up 3-0. You don't lose a series, but to have it come down to a game seven, uh, I, I I gotta feel like the Celtics get their act together and finish this series tomorrow night. Jason Tatum, one of ten from three. Here's an idea. Let someone else shoot that ball. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe go to the hole. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like th- those are good options. He was 7 of 11 mm-hmm. on two-point attempts, 1 of 10 from 3. Just doesn't seem like I'd just keep chucking those. That's yep. not going to work. All right. So the Celtics, uh, they still lead three games to two. But the Hawks are alive going back to Atlanta for game number six. The Nuggets have 
finished their series against the Timberwolves, 112-109. They made it sweaty. Yeah, yeah, they made it sweaty, but Jokic with the uh, big uh, play and and the free throws at the end, uh, he finishes 28 points, 17 boards, 12 assists. They call that a triple-double. That is a triple-double for Jokic. And then the Suns also wrapped up their series with the Clippers. It was close, 136-130. I believe all three underdogs covered last night in the NBA because they were all double digit dogs. We said 13 points was the Celtics, 10 points the Nuggets were favored, and 12 and a half the Suns were favored. So all three dogs cover, uh one of them wins outright. Devin Booker, he became the first player in NBA history with at least 45 points and 10 assists in a series clinching win. He's good. Yeah, yeah, I would say that he he's pretty It's funny uh, last night prepping for the pod uh I was looking up first team all NBA and I totally forgot that Devin Booker was first team all NBA last year. Like you you forget how good that guy is and he just dominated this series. Four straight playoff games with 30 plus points. It's the second longest streak in Suns postseason history. Do you know who has the longest? And the longest is five. Um, g- give me the number, the the exact numbers again. He had his fourth straight playoff game with thirty or more points. That's the second longest in Suns playoff history. The longest is five straight thirty-point games. I mean, the only guy I can think it could be is Charles. Wrong. Who is it? Amari Stoudemire. Oh, had wow. five okay. straight games in t- two thousand five. Okay. People forget how he had good. a nice little run. People yeah. forget how good Amari was in Phoenix. Pre-injury, that guy was something else. I mean, like, like, yeah, like Kevin Nash won back-to-back like MVPs. Steve like, Nash. Steve Nash, but Kevin, Kevin Nash, Nash won sorry. back-to-back uh, <laughs> tag team, tag team title. titles with with Scott Hall. <laughs> the Outsiders. <laughs> Here's a question about the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves made the playoffs this year. Nice jump. They have to be regretting the Rudy Gobert trade at this point. Oh, I'm sure they are. They gave up five picks. Yeah. And Walker Kessler, who, by the way, yesterday was announced as runner-up for Rookie of the Year uh, and one of the best defensive rookies we've seen in some time. You had you had Rudy Gobert 2.0 on your team, mm-hmm. and you gave him away as part of a five-player, five-pick deal, and you, you're a first-round playoff exit. I mean, I can't imagine they feel good about where they are right now with that. Any interest in the Nuggets to win the Western Conference at plus 340? No, thank you. It's all about the Suns. It, I, you can interest me in, on, in numbers on the Warriors, the Lakers, or the Suns before I'd be interested in a Nuggets number. I, I just think that... Warriors plus 340. Lakers plus 360. I'd be interested in both of those before I'd be interested in You know in what would Nuggets. be crazy is if, if, if the Warriors get past the Kings uh, and if the Lakers finish off their series... The Warriors would have home court advantage yep. against the Lakers. Yeah. And we just ride the system the in that system, series. system, baby. <laughs> yeah. And then Steph against LeBron, second round. Oh. Boy. Oh. You Boy. Think, you think TNT's happy with that? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I think everyone's happy about that. Uh, tonight, let's take a look at these games. The Knicks will look to close out the Cavaliers. They are five-and-a-half-point dogs. Is this series headed back to New York? For a game six. I think it is, uh, but my optimism about the Cavs winning this series has waned dramatically. Like, they just don't seem 
like they're able to to turn it up. Donovan Mitchell's been poor in this series. Uh, and the truth is this team was built on being a defensive juggernaut. And the defense hasn't been awful for them, but the reason why Donovan Mitchell's there is somebody's got to score. Mm-hmm. You, and so holding the Knicks to 100 points a game on a, or whatever the average is around there, but when you're only putting up 90-something per game, that, that's not going to cut it. Like you, Somebody's got to step up and be a real scorer here. I'm looking at you, Donovan Mitchell. It, it feels like uh, Allen and Mobley and company are doing their job defensively. Someone has to really step up and make things happen on the offensive end. I think the Cavs win tonight. I think they send the series back to New York where the Knicks will win it in game six. I think you're probably right. I don't think this goes to seven, but the Cavs, they should win, stave off elimination, and then the Knicks will win it at home in game six. Will the Lakers end it? Tonight in Memphis, Grizzlies laying four points at home. I'll say no. I think Memphis wins tonight. Uh, I don't know if they cover four. That I'm not totally comfortable there, especially given we just saw an overtime game. Mm-hmm. These teams feel pretty closely matched. Uh, but I feel kind of the same way. I think Memphis wins tonight, and then the Lakers win back in L.A. I kind of, yeah, I think I'm with you on that one. How about this? The, the, the answer is the same. The Bucks avoid elimination. Bucks they avoid elimination. To, but do they cover eleven and a half? I don't think so. No, no and chance. I, and I think the Heat win. I think I think the Heat win this series in six. Wow. Yeah, the Bucks are a mess. The like, Bucks are a mess. And you know, McKenzie, and Giannis is not right. McKenzie said this on our pod last night. The team in Giannis's career, he he averages the fewest amount of points against is the Miami Heat, mm-hmm. and Bam does a good job of slowing him down. Um, this is something like t- most teams don't have a guy like that. They don't have a guy, a guy that big who can defend wing players, which is what Giannis is a gigantic wing player. Uh, he's a, a matchup problem for Giannis. I do think the bucks survive tonight. I don't think they survive this series though. I think Miami wins this thing. How about a round Robin with the dogs money line, Knicks, Lakers, and heat. I don't hate it. Just, you know, two of the three win, and, and you cash a nice little, nice little chunk of change. You uh, also get a dog if you want to play the system tonight. That's right. The Kings and the Warriors. Uh, Warriors are one-and-a-half-point favorites. This is interesting because the line had moved with the De'Aaron Fox news. Yeah. He was first announced that he wasn't going to play, or he's got the fractured finger, whatever. And then De'Aaron Fox yesterday says, no, nah, I'm playing. 99 to 100% playing despite the fractured finger. Well, that means you're not going to get elite De'Aaron Fox, right? So you know I, he's going to play. I would imagine he's averaging 31 and a half points through the first four games of this series. There's, I don't, I don't, we see, we've seen John Morant with his hand injury not be effective. Yeah. I can't imagine that Different Fox style is going to be, though, certainly. I can't imagine that Fox is going to be anywhere near 31 and a half points with this injury, with I, this fractured finger. I, I can't either. And I, I see him uh, at some point, I see Draymond slapping down at the ball and probably finger, right. His finger falling off and then them having to reattach it. Well, that's and, the thing. Like something, something could happen. No, no doubt. The, the ball could just bounce one way and, and hit his finger yeah. in, in an awkward way, and then he could be out for the rest of the game. So I don't know if you could, they can rely on him. There's no props on him on the board, but if you do see any props on him, I would go under, but you're probably not because it's going to be off the board with the injury. Broken finger, he's not going to be effective. I think the Warriors win this game 
and win game six. You think they break the system they're tonight? Gonna, they're going to break the system. They're going to win two straight games. It seems like they have figured this thing out. And the Warriors win it in six. That's it. They've won two straight games now. This, it's going to be four straight games. They're going to win. Stanley Cup playoff action. We have three, two series. Like, not three, two series. We have series that are three games to two. Yeah. That's the better way of saying it. And yeah. You guys listening know what I'm talking about. The Islanders avoid elimination as they uh. upset the Hurricanes in Carolina. Three to two. Scott, I made the mistake yesterday. I Of I'm, agreeing with me? Yeah. I think I've bet on zero hockey games before yesterday. Mm-hmm. I made two hockey wagers yesterday. I am officially 0-2, so uh, not, not ideal. And the Hurricanes were one of those. By I, the numbers, the Carolina Hurricanes should have won this game, I, I think, nine times out of ten. Yeah. They outshot the Islanders 36-22. to 22. If you count blocked shots, the... Carolina Hurricanes outchanced, you know, I guess if you count shots that they attempted that were blocked that didn't reach the net, 58, 58 to 26. The Islanders blocked 22 shots. The Islanders had one more penalty. Carolina had four power play opportunities. The Islanders had three power play opportunities. Carolina looked like they scored on one of those power play opportunities. They did score on a power play that made it 1-1, but then uh, the goal was overturned for an obvious offsides play. Um, Offsides should be legal, in my opinion. Well, yeah, you can just goal hang all you want. (laughs) Carolina played really well. The Islanders defensively and Ilya Sorokin just played better. And so they avoid elimination, and now that barn – (laughs) <laughs> the UBS Arena on Long Island is going to be raucous coming up for game number six as they hope to send this series back to Carolina for a game seven. The other two games featured 2-2 series where the home team that evened up the series on the road in game four won to take a three games to two lead. And I have a theory, and I, I, I put these next two these next two games in the same bucket. Mm-hmm. Both of those series had been nip-tuck, not much separating these yep. two teams. The Stars and the Oilers both winning in blowout yep. fashion. Convincingly, yes. I think that they win it in six now. Series is over. I, 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 I think that those the teams that thought, you know what, we're right there with them, mm-hmm. you're not. This was a big separation point for the Stars and the Wild uh, because both those series were back and forth. The teams were alternating wins. And for the first time in those series, a team has won back-to-back games. And I think you're right. I think that it's it's almost like a dream crusher scenario. And and I do believe that the series is over. I think the Stars will advance against the Wild and the Oilers will advance against the Kings. Here's what's on your schedule tonight. Just two games. The Bruins will look to close out the Panthers in Boston on home ice, and I think they do. Boston is minus 250. They've been the better team all along. They're the best team in hockey. We know that. But Boston winning uh, back-to-back games in Florida, 4-2 and 6-2. Their defense is just unreal. It's not just their goaltending. It's their entire defensive system. And they played this what They've been playing without their captain, Patrice Bergeron. It's just, it's unbelievable how good this team is. They're going to beat the Panthers and advance to the next round. And this one 
This next game, this series is so fun. The Avalanche and the Kraken. Colorado's minus 190. Seattle with a big win on home ice to even up that series after winning game one on the road and then losing game two and game three. A big win for the Kraken in game four. The Avalanche will be without Kale McCarr for this game as he was suspended for a uh, pretty bad hit that he laid on uh, in game four. So I think the Kraken, the time is now. Seattle as a dog, a road dog, wins this game in Colorado. Thanks to no Kale McCarr. We got some day baseball today, AJ, as uh, some teams look to avoid sweeps at the hands of, well, how do we be nice about this? Shitty teams. Yeah, inferior opponents, I would say. Uh, the Rangers are looking to avoid a sweep in Cincinnati against the Reds. The problem is the Reds arguably have their best pitcher going in Graham Ashcraft, and he'll oppose John Gray. Texas is minus 115. Any interest in backing the Reds to finish the sweep with Ashcraft on the hill? None for me uh, because it feels like this would be the spot. where. And it's not like the, the Reds have been pitching great. We mentioned Lodolo got lit yeah. up. Uh, but they came back against the Rangers bullpen. They came back against the Rangers bullpen yesterday as well. Yeah, so I, I, if if anything, I'd probably identical, look at Texas here. Identical 7-6 scores in both games. Yeah. Uh, it's been fun. Uh, Red Sox and Orioles. Uh, it'll be Tanner Houck going for the Red Sox. Tyler Wells for the Orioles. Baltimore is minus 120. Uh, both games in this series have gone over. The posted total. It's been a high-scoring series. Total is eight and a half there at Camden Yards. White Sox looking to avoid the sweep at the hands of the Blue Jays. Michael Kopech takes the mound for Chicago. Yusei Kikuchi puts his 3-0 record on the line for the Jays. Toronto minus 190. Did they finish off the sweep? Oh, I, this was one of the games I played yesterday. I was way wrong. I said, uh, Barrios, they're pricing him like an ace. And of course, yesterday he, he looked like an ace. <laughs> so, uh, it, it'll be a stay away for me. I, I mean, it's certain you look at the pitching matchup, you certainly feel like Toronto's got an edge, but it, it feels a little pricey to me. Toronto's may, I, I may just have to come around to Chicago's way worse than what I thought they were going to be. Yeah, they stink. Uh, and they just can't trust them. Uh, speaking of just a bizarre series. How about the Rockies going for the sweep? Everyone saw this Against coming. the Guardians. Herman Marquez is getting the start for the Rockies. Yeah, because everyone thought that the Guardians were going to get swept by Colorado. That's just absolutely insane. I uh, haven't seen a starting pitcher announced yet for the Guardians, but I, I, I mean, it's Guardians or pass for me? It would have to be. I mean, the Rockies really going to get a sweep on the road? I mean, crazier things have happened, I suppose. It's it's, it's been pretty crazy. Uh, elsewhere, you got the Yankees looking to avoid a sweep at the hands of the Twins. The Yankees stink, Scott. They stink. Over the last five games, the Yankees have scored a total of eight runs. Oof. Combined. Aaron yeah. Judge should hit some home runs. Yeah, they they are they're offensively challenged right now. Kenta Maeda, 0-3 with a 4.15 ERA starts for Minnesota. Domingo Herman goes for the Yankees. Minnesota minus 120, total of eight. And uh can't trust the Yankees offense right now. I don't I don't think the Yankees get swept, but cannot trust their offense. They've scored an average of 1.6 runs in their last five games. That's not good. The Brewers looking to avoid the sweep from the Tigers. Ugh. What? 
Milwaukee. Brewers started out the season so well, too. This yeah. Is, Milwaukee minus 225 with Freddie Peralta on the hill. Michael Lorenzen will go for the Tigers. The Royals at the Diamondbacks. This is one I've got interest in. Oh, this is my guy. This is my guy. You know, you know who my guy is, yeah, right? Zach Gallon. Zach Gallon. My guy is on the mound. Gallon and the Diamondbacks minus two sixty-seven against Ryan Yarbrough, getting the start for the Royals. Zach Gallon three and one this year with a two five nine ERA. The Diamondbacks have won each of his last four starts, and he has thrown a combined twenty and two thirds. Scoreless innings. Oof. You know, it, this feels like a spot where it's like, oh, well, the obvious play is Arizona minus a run and a half. But if the last couple of days are any indication, the Royals win this game by six. So it, it is backwards world right now. It, it, there's no easy bets. Zach Gallon minus one and a half feels like an easy bet. I don't know if I'm uh, I'm feeling it enough to to make that play. What about you? I think it's Diamondbacks first five innings. Okay. First five innings, lay the half a run. Diamondbacks first five innings, lay the half a run. Right now, it's at, let's see, eh, it's not up there. I can't find it yet, but it'll be probably, you probably lay like minus 130 to minus 150. Uh, Zach Allen, 21 and two thirds scoreless innings. Last year, had a streak of 44 and a third scoreless innings. So, no stranger to streaks. But Zach Gowan, my guy, who was my pick to win National League Cy Young, looking really, really good right now. Minus half a run, minus 180 first five. Mm. That's pricey, friend. How about this? <laughs> Royals first five team total under. That's the move. That I would say it's going to be probably, you know what? You know it's going to be wild? It should be one and a half runs. And the under would be juiced. One and a half minus one sixty-five. Yeah, that's the play. Zach Allen's not giving up two runs. Okay, that's the, the. Now you do run the risk of it's you know two runs is a bloop and a blast, right? Yeah, no doubt. But you got a guy here that has gone twenty-one and a third scoreless innings, twenty-one and two-thirds, I should say, scoreless innings in a row. I think the, he limits the Royals. I think it'll be a Diamondbacks shutout through five innings. The Dodgers take on the Pirates after a comeback win against the Pirates' bullpen. 8-7, the Dodgers win in uh, Pittsburgh yesterday. I mean, look, the, the Pirates had a, a big lead. What could go wrong? Well, the bullpen went wrong. Uh, Tony Gonsolin makes his first start of 2023. Welcome back, Tony Gonsolin. Good to see you. Uh, and he'll oppose Rosne Contreras. L.A. is minus 145. Pirates as dogs, you like it or no? Gonsolin's first start of the year. Uh, it's tempting. It is tempting. I, it'll probably be a stay away for me again. But yeah, Pirates as dogs would be the only way I could look. Contreras hasn't been bad. No, he's in, he's like he's arguably one of their best pitchers. Uh, the Astros are at the Rays now. Tampa just had their home win streak snapped. Fourteen and one now at home. Hunter Brown gets the start for the Astros, and Calvin Fauscher gets the start. For the Rays. Well, I've told you before, I want to fade the Rays when they've got a make-believe pitcher going. Yes. 
tonight. They've got a make-believe pitcher going. Okay. Uh, Hunter Brown coming off a bad start. Bounce uh, back. Huh? I expect him to bounce back. I like the Strohs again tonight. Mariner and uh, right now Tampa Bay minus 130. Mariners at the Phillies. Logan Gilbert against Taiwan Walker. Seattle minus 120. Uh, Seattle was able to win 5-3 in Philadelphia last night. Got a feeling that this is uh, an evened-up series after yep. tonight. Nationals beat the Mets yesterday. I don't think they're going to do it tonight, though. Mackenzie Gore goes for the Nationals. Kode Senga goes to the Mets, coming off probably his worst start of the season. He gave up four runs on five hits to the Giants and only struck out four batters. He needs a bounce back. Yeah, Kodai Singa, like, we, we talked about this off air. I'm not sure. I know he's going to strike out a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure he's a really good pitcher. Yeah. Like there and there there is a difference there. Like he's a he is a guy who's gonna rack up strikeout numbers, but he, when he gets hit, he gets hit pretty hard. Uh I don't think the Nationals do it, but minus two tens way too rich for my blood to bet on this guy who could give up a bad inning because here's the problem. He he's not very accurate. There's a lot of walks with this guy, and you just mentioned a bloop and a blast, things add up in a hurry. But when you put traffic on the bases, that leads to to a lot of runs. And he's kind of a, a strikeout or walk pitcher. And it, there's too many walks for, for, for my comfort. I'm going to play the over five and a half strikeouts. I'm going back to the well. That's probably the right move. Yeah. Uh, the Marlins take on the Braves. Sandy Alcantara goes for the Marlins against Bryce Elder for the Braves. Atlanta's minus 160. I don't remember the last time Sandy Alcantara was this big of an underdog. Yeah, he hasn't been good though this he's year. He's been pretty bad, and Elder's been really good yeah. for Atlanta. So, yep. uh, and you know, when you just look at the two lineups, you go, yeah, it makes sense. Atlanta's Atlanta's uh, looking good, and and if you pull out that three game set against the Astros where they got swept, it's like Atlanta's really really mm-hmm. good. So yeah, I, I, it'd be Braves or nothing for me. I'm gonna go first five under four and a half runs. All right. That's what I like there. Uh, Padres are at the Cubs. Michael Waka, Drew Smiley. That's an even spread. A's are at the Angels. Patrick Sandoval goes for the Angels. And Luis Medina will make his debut for the A's. Uh, The A's, um, they won in extra innings against the Angels in the game one of the series. Angels win 5-3 last night. Rubber game of this set probably lean towards the Angels here, especially against the guy making his season debut. Yeah, that was another L for well, me. Well, not the, not the Robert. Well, like it's a four-game series, but they'll play, you know, obviously, winner. Important game to take the series tonight. Yeah, I backed uh, Miller for the A's in the mm-hmm. first five yesterday, and he just got touched up. Yeah. So, uh, a, boy, it doesn't feel good pushing in a wager on the Oakland A's to begin with. And when you lose, the, the only thing you can do is go, why would I bet on the A's? Mm-hmm. So it may be some time before you see me with an athletics ticket again. And finally, we have the Giants with Anthony DiSclefani on the hill against Steven Matz and the Cardinals. San Francisco's minus 115, and DiSclefani's gotten off to a really good start this year. The Cardinals have not. The Cardinals are 9-15 and 15 through 24 games this season. It's the worst 24-game start to a season for St. Louis since 1973. Ooh. That's bad. Yeah, that's that's not a great time. Uh, it, 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 anytime it's like, this is the worst we've been since this. Yeah. You don't want 1970 anything to be in that conversation. That means you're really, really bad right now. Uh, it's, it's Giants or pass for me, especially with these Clefani on the hill.
Head on over to pregame.com, and with the NFL draft coming up, you want to make sure that you get a draft package. We have draft packages from AJ, from Fezzik, everyone's, uh, as Steven Norver, everyone on pregame.com locked into the NFL draft. You can take 20% off. Anything like at pregame.com, it doesn't have to be an NFL draft package. You can get any package or any daily best bet that you'd like at pregame.com. Use the promo code FIGHT20, F-I-G-H-T, FIGHT20 is going to get you 20% off at pregame.com. First round of the draft is tomorrow night. So tomorrow morning, we'll have our final draft thoughts. And But keep in mind, you can only bet you know, on the DraftKings of the world because here in Vegas, the bets come off the board tonight. So we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Our final thoughts on the draft, our best bets for the NFL draft. And don't forget, head to pregame.com. Use the promo code FIGHT20 and get 20% off. For AJ Hoffman, Steve Fezzik, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of Vegas AM.